Welcome back, dear listeners, to the Pasithea Powder. The following recordings conclude the lurid tale of Sophie Green and Jane Gonzalez, two brave women from the plucky little planet of Cassandra, and all the sinister things they discovered after the war. Last time, Sophie resigned. Jane gave Agent Blanc a taste of his own medicine, and Jane and Sophie found themselves together, really together, at last. Before that, Sophie was adrift and Jane was bereft. Before that, Sophie was hopeless and Jane was helpless. Before that, Sophie was venom and Jane was poison. And before that, we've come a long way together, listeners. It has been my absolute honor. This is episode 33, Jane and Sophie. A very special thanks to premium patrons Cece Fong, Lacey Bukta, Alma Jones, and the Lunas who helped make this episode possible. Let us begin. Five long months ago, the PSA and the others announced that they would sign a treaty, putting an end to the frigid war of anticipation. And although it has effectively been in place this entire time, this morning that treaty was signed. Vivian Howe and the other's representative, a woman known as Linda, who appeared, may I add, entirely human and wearing a lovely floral dress, sat down and formalized the agreement. Listeners, if I may be frank, I had almost forgotten this whole affair. Five months is a long time, time enough for rapid rises and just as precipitous falls. Just think of Lily Gilder's short-lived engagement to hot-to-trot heartthrob Max. In the time it took these heads of state to format a document, Lily and Max met, became engaged, called off the engagement, and Lily still had time to write and release her latest album. Five months was even enough time for your humble reporter to make some moves of her own. That's right. All good things must come to an end, and this month concludes live from the telescope. I am not at liberty to share what my next project will be quite yet, but fear not. Great things are on the horizon, listeners. Riveting things. Enough about me. Let's turn to the weather. Should have told you I got back last night. There were no seats empty on my flight. It's been 45 minutes on back roads. If you're trying to find a nice, quiet spot to dump my body, you've probably reached it by now. I remember the deal. If Green doesn't hear from you in an hour, she follows her comm signal and guts me with a salad fork. As long as you remember. You know, I could have told my superiors the second you landed back on Cassandra, Janie. Dr. Gonzalez. Dr. Gonzalez. It's perfectly legal for Medean civilians to travel to the PSA. No one stopped us at the shuttle station. Don't tell me. You crossed into the PSA from Telos or Adamar, and rented the shuttle at one of their spaceports, and interplanetary travel between PSA planets isn't monitored. There is no official record of Jean Gonzalez landing on Cassandra. Did you tell your superiors I'm here, Agent Blanc? 
No. We're probably being followed anyway. I'm sure we are. How much farther? We're almost there. Last chance to change your mind. <laughs> Keep driving. Wound up on the And every day, I wake up, and she's still there, and I'm still there, and I think, what the fuck? And then I think about how they had us write obituaries for ourselves in senior year of high school, actually. It wasn't morbid. It was normal. Uh, okay, maybe a little morbid. What the fuck? There were already people our age enlisting. I forget which class it was for, but the point was, like, when you die, what do you want to leave behind you? It was like a work backwards from the end kind of career building exercise. So supposedly it would be easier to choose the steps necessary to get there if we put that we wanted to be known as a pillar of the community or die surrounded by a loving family or leave behind an unbeatable scoring record, but like... How many 18-year-olds are going to put anything deeper than fame, or a ton of money, or a hot spouse? And how many 18-year-olds are going to assume that they have to do anything to get there? Either they're going to think it's impossible, or they're going to think it's their right, that it's going to come their way like nothing. <laughs> I think the weirdest thing about my days these days is making plans. It's hard. But it's not hard because, or like, it's mostly not hard because I have no idea what comes next. It's hard because I'm out of practice. And visiting back here is weird because Cassandra still feels more real. Like, this is the place where plans live. When I'm back there, when I'm on Medea, when I'm home, it still feels a little, like, not real. And I've been thinking about dyeing my hair or piercing my nose or something because, surprise, deciding to stay on Medea for love didn't change the fact that everyone there hates me. And sometimes I still want to rear up and wheel around on whoever it is, some guy in the grocery store or wherever, and say, do you know what you did to us? Don't you know you're the bad guys? But, like, that's just a reflex. I'm trying to build different muscle memory. I have no idea what I wrote for the obituary assignment. I remember the assignment. I remember taking it home and starting to tell my mom about it and her saying something about how, um, actually, so sorry, that part I can't tell you about. Sure. Sorry. What did you ask? Sorry. How are you? Oh, God, really? How long ago was that? <laughs> have I just been sitting here on your sofa monologuing this whole time? Is Susan going to stage a rescue at some point? How are you? I asked you first, and you still haven't really answered me. <laughs> I'm tired all the time. Like, it's kind of a problem. But I'm also, um... Oh my god, you're blushing. I didn't know you could blush. Shut up. You're happy. Yes, I'm... Yes. I almost don't want to say it in case... Yes, I am that thing. So much sometimes, it's like I can feel it in my teeth. Like, I'm going to start squealing like a teenager or something. It's, how am I? Humiliated on a daily basis. So I guess you're not coming back, huh? No, I don't think I am. I burned kind of a big bridge. Plus, I don't. All the places I miss are really people, you know? 
I actually, I dropped by because I wanted to say, shit, I'm terrible at this. I consider you a friend. Oh, was that the end of that sentence? Sophie, I knew that. I'm telling you this because I think I've taken you for granted, and I didn't mean to, and I don't want to ever do that again, and I am trying to get used to saying these things out loud, and it is fucking hard. But if I'm making plans, I'm going to make a plan to see you again after this. Plan on it. That's good to hear. I consider you a friend, too. But I think you already knew that. Yeah. Now tell me about Jane. Oh, God, Anders, she's terrible. She's so cute in the morning. I knew she would be. And there's still so much we haven't. And she does everything step by step. It's infuriating. And somehow she manages to find these pockets of, like, silence in really loud rooms. And she knows what I mean when I don't even know what I mean. She sees right through me. It's awful. It's excellent. And she still has no fashion sense. But what does it matter? Because what does it matter? And she is so surprising. And I just really, really, really love her. What's she up to while you're here? Just running errands. Hey, you were going to show me your new translation thing. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot. Sophie, yes, it's in the dock. Get your shoes. And think of a word, any word, and I'll show you what we can do with it. This is the beginning of everything. Okay, this is it. Agent Mason is going to recognize you. Which means in about five minutes, Raina Valencia is going to know your planet side. Still sure you want to do this? Yes. Let me do the talking. You're not coming in. Excuse me? I'm going in alone. Agent Mason is going to take one look at you, Dr. Jane Gonzalez, and not only summon backup, but immediately spirit Rowley away somewhere even I might not be able to find. He's not going to let you within 50 feet of her. Not without me. Thank you very much for your concern. Don't wait for me. I'll call a car to get back. You need me. I really don't. Wait, Jane. Goodbye, Blanc. I've got it. Well, shit. Agent Mason. May I come in? You know, I think you'd better. You take milk? Sure. So, what can I do for you, Doctor? I want to see her. I'm sure you're aware I can't let that happen. I'm afraid the secret is already out. I am not the only person who knows Isabel Rowley is alive. You're not going to keep her here for long. She can't see anyone from her old life, Dr. Gonzalez. Protocol. Protocol is why you have a PSA citizen kept under house arrest without trial. Funny, I thought the PSA had laws about that kind of thing. She's not under house arrest. She's under the Queen's protection. Semantics. Well, literally, I guess she's under my protection. She doesn't need to be protected from me. Not true, and not your call to make. Why isn't it true? PSA has all kinds of laws. Privacy laws, even. Do you know the text of Isabel Rowley's final statement to the public? Yes, Dr. Gonzalez, I'm aware. I trust my team with more than my life. 
I trust each and every one of them with the solemn work of preventing suffering in whatever measure granted them. Her words, her last words, actually, on the public record of every planet inside and outside the PSA. Last words are treated specially under PSA law, aren't they? I'm sure you know the effects of Pasithea overdose better than I do. I would expect that she maintains semantic and procedural memory, but has no access to episodic memories formed before the overdose. There have been other side effects? You don't understand the risks of pursuing this. I know better than anyone the kind of risks she'd be under from the public if people knew who and where she was. But there's, but that's no reason to keep her from the people she loved or the people she trusted. Yes, there is. She hasn't seen her wife or her brother or her best friend since the war. And not because of the arrests. She blacks out. Gets migraines that last for days. She sees something or someone she used to know and her brain just starts trying to eat itself. That's not a recorded Pasithea side effect. You'll have to talk to someone else about the science. I'm just the guy who's seen it happen. I still need to see her. And I still can't let that happen. I'm not her wife or her brother. I'm a former undergraduate who worked in her lab. I'm not significant in the overall shape of her life. And I'm older now. I don't look the same. It's unlikely the sight of me would have the same impact as the sight of her wife. So in other words, you want me to risk her health and safety because you're Jane Gonzalez, and you say so. I want you to get on the line with your queen and ask her if I can see Isabel. Go ahead, check your comms. I can see it blinking in your pocket. Yeah. Yes. Understood. Well? She's in the garden. Thank you. Try not to hurt her. Trust me. I'm a doctor. Hi. Um, hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we had a visitor. Mason let me in. Are you a friend of Mason's? Uh, no. I'm actually... I... I used to... Uh, you look a little pale, honey. Are you alright? Uh, yeah. I'm... Um, I, th- I think I just need to sit down. Uh, please, join me. These are really beautiful flowers. Thank you. They're Borgia roses. It's hard for them to thrive in this climate, but look how many blooms there are. I'm very proud of them. Borgia, like, San Borgia. Are they from Medea? (laughs) I don't know. I always thought they were named after the saint. They like the cold, typically. And so does she. I used to know you. I thought maybe you might have. Are are you feeling all right? Mason said there could be complications. I feel just fine. Mason worries too much. Good. Um, do you you like living here? It's a very nice house. Did you meet Poppy? (laughs) She came with the place. Goes where she likes. (laughs) A free spirit, that cat. Uh, and the the town? It's all very nice, too. I volunteer at the garden center. I'm in a book club. 
for someone with my health concerns. That's very good. You know, you look a little familiar. I, I do? A little. I don't remember anything from before my accident, but I think I know your face. How did we know each other before? Uh, in general terms, please. <laughs> um, you were my... You gave me, um, a lot. You were my teacher. <laughs> Was I? Yeah. And did you learn very much? Yes. Yes, I learned a lot. I teach kids at the garden center how to grow tomatoes now. Are you happy? Pardon? Are, are you, um, happy with the way things are? That's a hard question to answer, honestly. Um, I'm not happy every minute, if that's what you're asking. I don't think anyone is. I would like to have never had an accident, but that's hardly a unique complaint. I would like to be able to ask you more questions, but I know that's a bad idea. I'm not unhappy. Uh, I'm sorry uh, about your accident. I'm really sorry. And I'm sorry I haven't come to see you before now. I, I didn't... I, I couldn't before. A mason doesn't like me to have visitors. It's not the best for my health. And I'm so lucky to have him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad he takes good care of you. I'm afraid that's all, though, honey. I have a garden. I have a cat. Mason helps me with the side effects. Whatever you need from me, I'm not sure I can give it to you. I, I'm not here to ask for anything. I'm here to give you something. What is this? It's a syringe containing the Pasadena cure. It's, it's why they let me talk to you. No one else than Cassandra has it yet. It's a, um, well, it's a rights issue. Uh, there's a whole political situation, but my co-inventor and I want you to have it. So we're giving it to you. The, the people in charge are going to want you to give it to them instead of taking it. And if you want to, you, you can do that. You, you can say no, give the syringe to Mason and just stay here. This... It's a really nice garden. I don't know if it will be as nice on the other side of whatever you remember. That's how I know you. You're the woman on the news. The Pasithea scientist. The one whose girlfriend came back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm... Jane, don't, don't look me up. It could be, um, bad. Is it dangerous? The cure? Maybe. I, I don't know if the circumstances of your accident were unique. I don't know if it'll work perfectly. Do I need to decide right now? No. Uh, un unless you think Mason would take it away as soon as I left. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. It, it would be better if someone with training helped you through it me or um i'm i'm gonna leave you a friend's information 
in case you'd rather it were someone older or uh, someone else. If you decide to do it without help, tell someone first so they can do something if it goes wrong. Thank you. Are you going to take it? I need to think it through before I decide. You sound like you. <laughs> well. Before, um... Before I go, I, I just need you to know whether you take it or not how grateful I am. I don't know who I'd be if you hadn't... If you never asked me to be brave. Are you happy, Jane? <laughs> well, uh, you're right. That, 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 that is a hard question. Um, I don't know. I'm sad a lot of the time. Uh, I'm working. I'm, I'm doing work again. I'm trying not to hurt people anymore. There are people I love who are with me. Do you have a garden? <laughs> no. No, no, I kill every plant I touch. I tried keeping a succulent and basil and mint and they all died. Oh, that's too bad. I won't give you a real cutting then, but... Why don't you take one of the roses with you? It'll live for a while in a vase. Thank you. <laughs> Chin up. It only gets easier from here. What does? Living. <laughs> Or so I hear. Oh, good, you're back. That thing has been going off all day, by the way. I don't know where it's coming from, or... Well, would you look at that? I thought you were supposed to be the hardware-minded one in this relationship. That's just a facade I put on to get the hotties. What does a wrench do again? You know what it does. Come over here. Is that flower for me? Yes. It's for you. How was it? It was... good. Awful. Good. Awful. I felt like I was 22 again. I just wanted her to... I don't know put her hand on the top of my head and tell me she was proud of me or that, that I'd done enough. I could go home now. And she didn't. And I knew she wasn't going to. And I don't know. I'm glad I did it. I'm, I'm glad I saw her. Was it like... I'll, I'll tell you all about it later. I promise. It was just a long day. I was Anders. Flourishing. And your mom? 20 minutes late. Cried about my finger, even though I warned her in advance. Then she said again, like she hasn't said this to me a thousand times, that she wanted to wait for me to be at her wedding, but she couldn't wait any longer, and would I ever forgive her? And like, I have forgiven her. Many times on the phone, and now to her face, I've forgiven her. Like, there was anything to forgive. She was the only one other than me who thought you were still alive. Not that that has to... I know. Maybe she keeps asking you to forgive her for the wedding thing because she, she can't figure out how to ask you to forgive her for bigger things. She doesn't need me to forgive her. Are, are you trying to get me to feel sorry for my mom? No. Oh God, no. Sorry. I was mostly kidding. I know. 
she told me there's a bedroom for me in their new house. It's on the lake by Santa Ophelia. You know, the one where Mia and Leah used to go jet skiing? I can never remember the name. Uh, I'm not up on my jet skiing knowledge. (laughs) Anyway, there's a house there, and Mom and her husband live in it. And in that house by the lake that my mom lives in, there's a bedroom for me. She told me this, like... Well, she told me this, and I asked her what I was supposed to do with this information, and she said, visit. And I said, listen, lady. No, I said, please tell me it's not a twin bed, because I probably wouldn't be visiting alone. And her face just... She was so happy for me in this way that kind of made me sad. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but... Anyway, she's fucking delighted that we're sleeping together. Sophie! (laughs) God, I love scandalizing you. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) She asked after your parents. I said she'd know better than either of us. You don't want to see them before we leave, do you? No. Okay. Good. So we have a free night and Cassandra is our oyster. What are we doing? Clubbing? Don't look at me like that. Throwing eggs at the palace. Probably not that one, unless you want to extend our stay indefinitely. Locking the door and ordering room service? I have a better idea. That must be an extremely good idea. What should I wear? You're fine as you are. We're back. Listeners, my producer, Stevie, has been trying to book our next guest for at least three months. But ever since her explosive story hit the headlines, she's been busy slicing her way through the lecture circuit. But now I am delighted to finally welcome Sergeant Carla DeLuca, formerly of the post-war Friendship Delegation Tour. Carla, you're a difficult woman to track down. Thanks for having me. You wrote a, would you call it a tell-all? It's an essay. It's the story of my experience with hypnos. A bombshell of an essay. It's nice of you to say, but it shouldn't have been. Thanks to Dr. Gonzalez's leak, plenty of people knew I'd been using hypnos. And plenty of people other than me have spoken about their experiences. Some have even spoken publicly. But I guess you could say that after my time on the Friendship Delegation Tour, I had the highest profile and... I don't know. It was straight from the horse's mouth. Honestly, I wasn't expecting the attention. Do you regret it? Not at all. Well, somehow even after the leak, there were people in my life who didn't know I'd been using hypnos until the essay was published. And a lot of them were hurt that they didn't know. What I wanted them to understand was that I was ashamed, and the shame almost killed me. Part of what I wanted to get across in the essay was that, for me, for a long time, there was one life, the life we're living right now, where people sit down for interviews and are born and die and go off to war, and that's the life that gets written about. And all along, I was living this other life, and I felt like I was on another planet. And I was sick of being private about it. Can you tell me what made you want to take hypnos in the first place? I can, Eleanor, but I won't, because that's not the point. 
The point is, there was nothing waiting for us. When the war ended, we had to fend for ourselves, the same as we had been when we were still fighting. First for me, it was hypnos. Then when it cost me my job and my reputation, I tried to gain access to the Pasithea powder. Then that opportunity was cut off. This isn't over. I'm starting to think it will never be over. Treaties and agreements and tours. Where does that leave me and everyone like me? I loved Medea when I joined up. I still do. I've lived here my whole life. But that love is one-sided and it's killing me. That's what I wanted to say in the essay. Whether I did or not is up to the reader. Can you change it? Yeah. I've always said that my problems all come into flavors. They're either your fault or I cause them all on my own. I guess that I'll have to owe you a couple of favors. Does it count as a favor to you? all a blur I'll see a photograph and take a moment to recall your name and with the help of time and space I'll think of this and laugh and if you don't well I guess I'm to blame they say the sweetest revenge is to live your life well but if I ever do that I won't know how to tell don't grin don't gloat you know how the words stick in my throat I'm I don't have a plan Don't laugh, don't make fun Years from now you can tell everyone There's too much to explain Help me now if you can, Marianne There's too much to explain to park there who knows the system was arcane even when we were here let's say it's fine then and if anyone gives me shit i'll say it was your idea <laughs> typical uh where do you want to go first i don't know i'm so turned around i swear that building wasn't there when i left they were building it the year i graduated it's so quiet where do you want to go did you ever go roofing Yes, but I'm kind of surprised that you have. Wait, when you say roofing, what do you mean? The practice of sinking up onto the roof of a college building, very much against the rules, sometimes by breaking locks. For fun. Oh. Then no, I've never done that, but I'm 100% in. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I used to walk around campus late at night and find a quiet shadow to just sit in and hope people wouldn't notice me. The roof was the best and worst place to do that because no one noticed you on the ground, but there was nowhere to hide if anyone came up to the roof. This way. See, now this building I remember. 
It's where I had class the day I joined the military. I came straight back from the recruiters and sat in the lecture hall like, why am I even here? I should be packing, I should be telling people, but I just sat there sweating, taking notes about whatever the fuck with this really big, really brief secret. I remember that day too. I was sitting at the corner table at the snack bar when you came over and told us. I was studying for a test and at first I was just mad at you. Let me get that. Thanks. Uh, I was mad at you for breaking my concentration. And then Evelyn started shouting and the bottom dropped out of my stomach. Don't turn the lights on. Of course not. This is against the rules. I was really scared for you, you know? I, I know I didn't say that at the time. You were so young. We had no idea. Uh, okay, this part means you have to um, climb through a window and, and then there's a fire escape. Are you prepared for this challenge tonight? I'm hydrated. I'm well rested. There's this girl I'm trying to impress. Let's do this. <laughs> Just a bit further and then you kind of have to hop. I see it. I see it. Is that? Oh, yikes. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Uh, is that north? Yes. So that's the field where the team played, and that's my dorm, and that's... Was that your building? Oh, yeah. We, we had the third floor window right there. It's a view. Uh, this is the philosophy building. Evelyn basically lived in the reading room downstairs. I remember that. Sometimes I would come straight from practice, try and get his attention all sweaty, you know? Mm. I always... You know how his parents paid for that Evelyn Glass, Children of a Future Cassandra Memorial Garden bullshit? In that weird nook by the Religious Studies Department? He got stung by bees there on multiple occasions. He hated that weird nook and he hated all that good posture Cassandra and royalist stuff. Mm, he really loved bees, though. <laughs> the fucking bees, Jesus Christ. I was just going to say, I think if they really loved him, they would have named that reading room after him. Yeah. <clears throat> In the theater building, some lady had a bathroom named after her. I always said that's what I wanted. I've always been extremely classy like that. You know, I don't think they've decided what to do with the statue of you. You're <laughs> supposed to go in Cathedral Square. No. If you if you wrote and told them you wanted to put it in the bathroom. Yes. I'm, maybe they'd listen. Yes. Oh, there's, um, there's a good spot over there where you can sit behind a smokestack and let your legs dangle down. By all means, lead the way. Right here. See? Cozy. The stars. That? Oh god, thank you. You hear it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought they were on break. There are always kids who stay. Sometimes for jobs or experiments they can't leave or they don't want to go home. I never thought I'd come back here. Me neither. There have been so many times in the last few years where I was sure, like really sure, that I'd die before coming back to Cassandra. Where I thought neither one of us would 
I don't know. <laughs> I can't... This is cliche, but I can't believe we're still here. I can't believe we got away with it. No, I know, it feels... weird to still be... to have survived. Oh, hand-holding very forward. I'm glad you survived. That was a group project. And I feel like... <laughs> Well, like when we did group projects in high school, it was 60-40 you, but... Do you ever regret giving it back? My memory? No. Ethics aside, I... I didn't want to be the only one who remembered. I was really lonely for a long time. Hmm. I don't regret it either, for the record. I wouldn't have this, I wouldn't... But I know sometimes I wake you up in the middle of the night and I used to sleep like a baby. Sorry, that's from George. Um, hi, Jane. Thanks for no updates whatsoever. <laughs> I need to know how much water to give your weird orchid situation, Rumi. Your note was very unclear. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, I hope you haven't been arrested yet. Love, George. <laughs> Why do they sign their messages like that? <laughs> I don't know. Medians. By the way, are you ever going to talk to them about never cleaning their hair out of the shower? I am just going to buy a drain catcher. Okay, but then they have to promise to clear that off. Have I said thank you for letting George live with us yet? Not this week. But you did say it three times last week when the stovetop thing happened. Thank you, Sophie. I know you like having them there. I don't know if it's like residual alien goo or whatever, but I know you're... I know it's easier when they're there. I'm as surprised as you are. Right? I mean it, though. You're sweet. Rowley asked me earlier if I was happy. Well, I mean, I asked her first. Uh, I, I think we both said we were. You think? I mean, I, I am happy. Not fairy tale happy. Not happy ever after happy. But but it, it's good, right? It, it's good what we have. It's good. Are you sorry we're not staying? No. I mean, part of me is. Medea is <laughs> ugly. And they have all the wrong opinions. And I still don't know why they, they eat dinner so early. And Cassandra is beautiful and it smells right and when i invented captain sophie green i invented her here but i don't want to be on cassandra i want to be with you thank you i can't promise i won't get antsy like look at ships and wonder where they're going but medea is home and so are you. Thank you. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's security down there. Mm. Uh, see that car? We should hurry or they might bust us. Don't they know who we are? Yes, that's why we should <laughs> <hurry>. <laughs> Okay, okay, let's go down. Uh, all right, it's a little tricky to hop from this casement to that one, but... Hello. What was that for? Everything. Let's go before they catch us. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Pasithea Powder. This was episode 33, Jane and Sophie. Listeners, we have come now to the end, and we cannot thank you enough. Patreon supporters, you kept us going and helped us pay our cast, and to everyone else listening, you kept us going with your enthusiasm and creativity, and we love you. Here's looking at you, kids. From season one, our beautiful cast took this story to new heights. We can't thank you enough. In this episode, Jackie Hedeman was the voice of Sophie Green. Molly Olguin was Jane Gonzalez. Colin Killick was Agent Blanc, Harlan Guthrie was the voice of Agent Mason, and Chia Seed was Anders Lee. Lena Garcia was Carla DeLuca, and Maganda Marie was the voice of Isabel Rowley. Eleanor Lopez was beautifully portrayed by our own Jackie Andrews, and the voice of the computer was Cade Lebron. Original music by Annie Moriondo. The Pasithea Powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. You'll see us in this feed one last time in a Q&A. See the link for submitting questions in the show notes. The adventure continues.